So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We are back for part two of our season review, our Christmas special, uh, and we're going to use this opportunity for Phil to tell us about Pod Aid. I'll tell you about Pod Aid, Chica, and everyone else listening. Let's put it this way I'm sure you've been listening to us for a while and you've thought, this is great, but I wish you guys would record a Christmas single. Well, great news. Uh, we have recorded a Christmas single. It's not just us. It's uh, a multitude of podcasts, favourites and otherwise, uh, including The Modern Man, The Beef and Dairy Network, and various other brilliant podcasts. We've all come together and we've recorded an actual Christmas song. Not a joke, not a euphemism. A genuine Christmas song that will try and sell and raise money for a very worthy cause, Samuel's Charity, which helps kids living in underfunded children's wards uh, and help them make their lives more comfortable. So, what we need you to do is buy it so we can get in the charts and raise a load of money. But Phil, how many sales would we need to get into the top 40? Well, Ed Sheeran's number one last year got 85k, 85,000 downloads, and he's shit. So, if we can get around 11,000, we should be able to get into the chart. If we can get 85,000, which I'm pretty confident we can get just from the FF1S listeners, because they're very generous, um, then we could could genuinely get into the top 40. We could be on top of the pops, if that was still a thing. And uh, myself and Phil have made it onto the edit. Let's hear a clip. So how am I supposed to move on and forget? Because all I want for Christmas is inside my head. I mean, it's not for me to say musical genius. That's for other people to say. But uh, I think uh, voices of angels, I think. There was one of the team conspicuously missing from the edit, Mm. which is weird. Terry was there for the singing. And he really went for it. He did. Well, he sort of went for it in the in the way that he didn't take it particularly seriously and laughed all the way through. And uh, unlike you, you did your scales beforehand. I warmed up. (laughs) I warbled. But Phil, can't I just stream this gem? I mean, you could. But the trouble is with the way that uh, that the charts work is a stream is not as good as a sale. In fact, it takes about 100 streams to count as a sale. So unless you want the sounds of Christmas, which is the name of the song, and how much looped 100 it... times, you should probably just buy it. But how much would it cost to buy this? It's but 99 pence. <gasps> in London, that's like a fifth of a pint. And that's in a cheap pub. It's hardly anything. It's for a brilliant cause. We could be number one. Fuck Ed Sheeran. Okay, so we are going to start with Hockenheim. Yes. What went on in Hockenheim in 30 seconds, please? This was where the season started spicing up. As a result of it chucking down, 
multiple race winner at this point of the season, Sebastian Vettel, binned it into the wall. It actually only drizzled. It didn't actually chuck no, it no. down until after the race had finished. Like, it was just a bit drizzly when Vettel went off. It wasn't like, because he was still on slicks, I'm pretty he? sure Vettel was like, oh, it's raining so much, I can't keep control yeah, of the yeah, car. Yeah, no, no, agreed, but he was still on slick tyres. They hadn't gone onto wets at that point. I think there was only one guy, was it Gasly, went onto wets, and he came out of the pits on full wet tyres, and everyone went, sorry, what? <laughs> yes. Gasly went on the radio going, guys. I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, but it was, um, Hamilton broke down. I played your, a clip of your podcast to Karun Chandok what? on the on the flight to Budapest, I think, because you had a great line about Hamilton breaking down in qualifying when you said, oh. did anyone else see him just pushing his car like a bellend? <laughs> and I thought that was really funny, so I played it to Karun and he laughed. But anyway. And why well, is Tunnel 4 not called? <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Inexplicable. That's a celebrity endorsement I've ever heard but of. But no, so Hamilton had to start near the back and he did a great, great job. He was 14th on the grid. Yeah. And he came job. through and he won it and Vettel binned it. And that sort of set the tone for the rest of the season. Vettel was leading the championship. He would have extended his lead to... I think if he'd have won it, it would have been gone above 25 points, I well, think. He, was, he, was, he was eight points ahead, I think, going into that weekend. Uh, OK, so he would have been maybe 15 ahead if he'd have won a, a, or a 17, jump. 18... And then he was off, and then Hamilton took the lead of the championship and then never looked back. Yeah, and also Hamilton came from 14th and still beat Bottas in the same car. Yeah. Budapest! What went on in Budapest? I mean, firstly what went on is we didn't actually do a podcast. Oh, God, yes. So instead we put out our one from, was it 2015 or 2016? We put out our 2015 podcast, and what was interesting is it got more listens (laughs) than any of our other podcasts this season. What was interesting was you guys were like, oh, I don't know when we're going to get together to do another podcast for Budapest. Then I saw you all together the oh, week yes. after Budapest. This and was yet some... there was still no podcast. Just saying. Okay. No, we, we, right, okay just no. saying. This might be on me slightly. <laughs> but Slightly. So we went go-karting and we planned to do the podcast after the go-karting. Oh, not Okay. I wish I hadn't started this story again. But... I may have actually cracked a fucking rib. By may have, you mean you didn't get it medically examined? <laughs> I didn't get it medically so, examined. So you mean may have because you're guessing? Well, Wikipedia, which we're using a lot tonight, says that a bruised rib takes three weeks to heal, a cracked rib, <laughs> rib takes six weeks, and a broken rib is eight to 12 weeks, and it hurts for seven weeks. So I think wow. I'm severely in cracked rib territory. This it was is a- cracked, it's broken. No, 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 cracked and broken are different things. You know when- If you- something, no, if you've cracked something, it's broken. Yeah, but crack, medically- Medically, they're I- different. I'm sorry to pull right here. If you've cracked a mug, you <laughs> can probably <laughs> still drink out of it. If it's yeah. a broken mug, you can't drink That's out of it. That's interesting, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Exactly. If your windscreen is cracked, you're all right. You can still drink. If it's broken, yeah, you don't drink. Okay, you so win this, this round. Is, this was the last time we saw you, Jack. This was the Mixed Apex Battle of the F1 podcast. Oh, those Jesus. Stop slagging off Mixed Apex. They're nice. Just because you've met them doesn't make them nice. But they are nice. Oh, you, you've been on their show, haven't you? So uh, have I, to be fair. So why don't you like them? I, I do like them. I just. Well, so I, how are we having this argument? Is it because you've um because you blame them for breaking Sorry. your ribs? Well, hey, they broke my ribs. Back to the ribs, very I don't quickly. Give a, shit. a rib fracture is a break in a rib. Bag. I bet a fracture's not a crack. 
So anyway, we were supposed no, to be doing... All I'll say is, I went on holiday the week after, and I woke up in the night... I wish it was all you'll say, but it won't be all <laughs> you'll say. You, I went on holiday, and I woke up in the night, and I couldn't breathe because the pain was so bad. Wow. So just to back up, we ha- we were going to do a Hungarian GP podcast. I don't yeah. give a shit. We had a script and everything. But then because Terry hurt himself a little bit Jensen in the go-kart... Jensen one in the rain, whatever. <laughs> what year is it? <laughs> so what we did is we just put out the 2015... Uh, podcast instead from home. Well, enjoyed, I enjoyed and I just want to see what seemed to prefer. So yeah. why the fuck are we got some of the best numbers of the year? So in the 2015 edition of the race, Vettel won, Kvyat was second and Ricardo was third. Uh, whereas in 2018, uh, Hamilton won, Vettel was second and Raikkonen was third. So And in the 2015 one, we spent a lot of time talking about how Raikkonen is never going to get another year at Ferrari. <laughs> uh, but for this year... It rained in qualifying, so that was the key. So that allowed Mercedes to have pole and then just win in the race because you can't overtake in Hungary. Without that, that was a race where Ferrari had the faster car. If it hadn't rained, then uh, Mercedes would have been on, uh, Ferrari would have been on pole, but they weren't. Of course, who can forget the 1989 Hungarian Grand Prix when you two were. Minus one, born, yeah. Born, yeah. Nigel Mansell. Oh, what a move. Did a dummy around Stefan Johansson in the Onyx. There's a team, there's a team yeah. to overtake it in centre on a track where Murray Walker had just said you cannot overtake. Oh. Coming up to turn four. Oh. Those are some gloves you'd like to catch. Oh, I would let him wank me off. <laughs> August! Christ. We're on the Belgium Grand Prix. What happened, please? It was boring, wasn't yeah. it? Because it, Belgium is supposed to be good, and it wasn't good. Horrible. It was shit. Belgium's one of the races that we, we never want to lose. Although, can I just make a point? Of course. Belgium. Now you ask permission. Thank you. Uh, oh, it's so much politer in this world. Belgium has curbs that are red and yellow, which is nice. And I just think there should be more colour variations across the year. Every track. The colours of the curbs should be the colours of the flags. That's oh, my, yes. that's, that's, no, my like that. that's my thing. That's I my thought, big thing. I thought when, the, when they had the Indian Grand Prix... <laughs> <laughs> I fixed it. Oh, Terry, you're out of the job. It. it took me too long to realise what you were doing. I thought you were just being a chicken. <laughs> I was like, what, you want chickens on the track? Although, to be fair, imagine, lap 15, release the chickens. No, but so many places are just red and the same. white. Right. Red and white. Red and maybe blue and white. Ooh. When they had the Indian Grand Prix, they should make the tarmac like a kind of Madras orange. Ooh. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Like if a, you can like turn a butter on, chicken. If you of. can turn on the race and in three seconds work out where they are by the colour of the tarmac, fucking A. Yeah. I like that idea. Yeah. Belgium we was- haven't talked about the big red Heineken CGI stars. That was at Austria, wasn't it? Were they at Belgium as well? There's a few races where they were on, and they just made these big CG. Like Jack, you were there. Were those stars there for realsy? No, no, they were made up. It was fake. What's the fucking point? Speak- Next thing we'll be doing fucking e-racing. So hang on, you don't watch Formula One esports? I have never watched Formula One. Four point four million viewers for Formula I, One. I watched e-sports. one of the races. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah. there you 4. go. Four point four million viewers because YouTube it skips onto the next video when you're not watching. So it's just it's a cumulative effect. Hamilton took the lead, didn't he? No or, one can no, die in e-racing. Hamilton, great. Hamilton was on pole because no, no, it was no. a wet qualifying. But then Vettel just went past him and then won the race and that was the end of the story. What's the worst that can yes. happen if someone crashes in e-racing? I don't, I'm not disagreeing, 
they're out of the race. I think there should be a thing where if they if they hit a certain G-force where they would die in real life, they should never be allowed to race again. Belgium might have been boring, but it was notable for the arrival of a brand new team. Uh, Force India were no more. All hail Racing Point Force India. No, no, no. Sahara Force India were no more. Yes. All hail Racing Point Force India. Yes. So they start again on no points, and I think before even FP1 they'd overtake a McLaren, is that right? Not I can't much. remember. I mean, it's a bit of a mess, but they stole the designs of the car, <laughs> as is my understanding, according to Haas, and the they did all right. The thing is, though, they kind of did. That's why it's all a bit... The weird thing here is, in the olden days of Bernie Eccleston, Racing Point Force India would have no points, no money, they'd basically go bankrupt. If Bernie was doing it, they just wouldn't, you know, screw you, figure it out. And we'd all be like, oh, come on, take a bit of common sense. Yeah. Have a bit of a sensible attitude. Still give them their prize money. They're basically the same team. Yes, they're a new legal entity, but whatever. Now, everybody's doing that common sense thing and everyone's up in arms. Like, oh, it's ridiculous. They're a new entity. Can't win, can't win. Well, it turns out Bernie, for all of his faults, managed to run a tight ship. I, for one, missed well, so him. So you would, you would rather that Force India had just gone bankrupt because they'd run out of money and yes. there were then now nine teams in Formula 1. That's what you wish. Yes. But why would, you, because you put you? me into this position. <laughs> why, would, why would you want to deny Lance Stroll a, a drive for next yeah. year? Speaking of Lawrence Stroll, I just found out it's not his real name. What? Lawrence Stroll is not his real name. He's actually called Lawrence Strulovich and it's just like a nom de plume or something. That is, a, that is a decent fact, actually. Yeah. That's a strong fact. Anyway, that was Belgium. Do your fact thing. September. It's time for Italy. But first, before Monza, we are going to have a question. Now, Matthew Restaino asks, best Christmas film and best Christmas song? Terry. It's a Wonderful Life. Ooh. Wasn't It's a Wonderful Life lambasted when it was... Wasn't it like the most expensive film ever and no one liked it? And it yeah, was it like was a, a flop. flop. But it's good. No, I know. But I'm just, isn't it's that good. interesting? Makes me cry every year. Best Christmas single. Ooh. Mistletoe and Wine is actually a good song, I would say. I would disagree. I don't like that song. Well, the list Christmas films, decide. I mean, obviously Die Hard. The Christmasiest. Die Hard's a great films. film. I'm not. You, you, you're going to expect some comical disagreement from no. me, but absolutely great film and a Christmas film. Yeah. Well, my answer is probably Bridget Jones, but because I watched it. Is that not a Christmas film? Yes, it starts in Christmas. It's fine. Santa um, Claus the movie, however, is <laughs> brilliant. Uh, my film is. Uh, Love actually for all its oh, no, I know on. for all its Sake. for all its weirdness and bizarre. When you look, do you know what I hear about Love Actually? Their beds are all so beautifully made. What? Look at it. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's beds beautifully no, made. They're not. They're I not. I feel like this podcast has gone. Sorry, gone off the I rails. will vent later on, but just look at the beds made on Love Actually. I'll carry on. Terry looks like you, he's lost the will to live. You're the one who hosts this show. You can't tell me to carry on. You carry, carry on. on. I'm too angry. So, when you're annoyed at beds, why does that annoy you that in a, a fictional film that yeah. isn't realistic and everyone is upper class and 
frankly living an unrealistic lifestyle that yeah. the paupers have to pretend to go to cinemas for to go oh wouldn't it be great if we lived like that why are you surprised that their fucking beds are made they've had staff to do make do you it not for think them. about the fact they've got like because six bedroom houses in right, made of veil no, yes yeah that is ridiculous but there's that bit where um so the girl that snogs the guy at the christmas party that i she's haven't seen it fa- what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that looks shit. I'll never watch it. And I think I've been proved right. Jack, the bit where the girl snogs the guy at the Christmas party yeah. that she's fancied for ages, she yeah, yeah. takes him back to hers. She's like, oh, oh my god. god, the really hot yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah. 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 She's oh, like, oh god. That bed my. is so well made. <laughs> so she's she gets like, in there and she's like, like do you know what? This is not the joke. I've lost she my erection because the bed is so well made. <laughs> She, she hasn't seen it. She's like, oh, this is embarrassing. I've got clothes on the floor. She picks the clothes up. She hides her teddy bears. But the bed is so ridiculously well made. Surely if she's going to leave her teddies out, she wouldn't have... She would have sorted them out before she made her bed. Just imagine. No, just iron, just imagine. Sheets. Just Who imagine if sheets? Phil... Had I iron, I iron sheets. But... Um, no, because you make the bed first and then you clear up everything around the bed. You don't clear up around the bed. Then make the, making the bed is the first step of clearing the bedroom. And then you go, oh, I'm not picking that up off the floor. And then you get on with your life and you and go and pull the hot man. Just imagine pulling the hot man if Phil <laughs> had said Die Hard is a great Christmas film. And isn't it great that all the beds were made? We would be ripping into him right now. And frankly, rightly so. No offence, Phil. But we would have be absolutely tearing you a new one because that's a terrible comment to make about a film, Chica. Yeah. Monza! This was the uh, one of the first must-win races for Vettel, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, what happened? One of, one of about 12 must-win races for Vettel. Hang on, um, wasn't there a thing where... Because Vettel won in Silverstone and it was a big kind of... Oh, Hamilton's backyard and Vettel won the race. Wouldn't it be poetic if Hamilton won at uh, Italy for Ferrari's race? And did and he? Yes, he did. But I don't think any of us were expecting it, were we? Because I think we came into that weekend going, oh, Ferrari are looking good. Did we not? Well, they locked out the front row for the first time since the year 2000. First time for all and Ferrari who was on front pole? row. Raikkonen was Kimi on Raikkonen. pole. Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. Kimi fucking Raikkonen. Because yeah. Ferrari had them the stupid way around for slipstreaming so Raikkonen got the slipstream so Vettel was annoyed at that but still Ferrari with the 1-2 should have won the Grand Prix another example well but Ferrari didn't lose that race Hamilton won it he, that was an incredibly impressive drive from Hamilton okay so inside knowledge question right you know when we hear about Vettel's pissed off about the whole slipstreaming thing or whatever yeah what do you hear about that do you just hear people saying he's pissed off or do you witness some kind of pissed offness I haven't witnessed him being pissed off no but you I think it was on team radio that he was like we'll talk about that blah 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 oh yes that was mainly and then afterwards it gets downplayed and it's all oh no 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 because you know one race this same with the Red Bulls in Austria Verstappen and Ricciardo got fell out because it was his turn or not his turn or whatever (laughs) multi 21 mate again long time ago Terry (laughs) was that was that not this year (laughs) no so Hamilton did a great job to overtake both Ferraris and a Vettel spin. The first of the Vettel spins. Was that the one where he kind of crashed into Hamilton and he span on it the first It was bizarre. I don't, he kept doing it. He kept spinning despite being the one on the inside, <laughs> yeah. hitting the guy on the outside, yet he would spin. He's very, made, very he's odd. He's made that his own. 
Yeah. It's like it's his signature move. So what feels was it? Like it was there, Austin and Japan. Feels like a very British driver. You know, you know when you bump into someone and apologise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, he is a bit of an Anglophile, isn't he? So maybe yeah. that's yeah, it's what rubbed it is. off on him. He's gone too British for his own good. Singapore, another quite boring race. Hamilton was amazing. Force India reintroduced team orders though after Ocon and Perez collided. What happened here? Ocon and Perez collided. Hamilton's qualifying lap. Oh, that? was one of the greatest yeah, laps I've ever seen. Very no, good. that was very impressive indeed. And I think what gets overlooked in that was actually Verstappen, because he was only two tenths yes. behind Hamilton. Like he pulled it out of the old. Even I was impressed. Really? Yeah. And then they just stayed the same in the race, and then the race was Boy. over. In fact, isn't it weird? This year, it seems to be all the races that you'd peg as being exciting before the well, event. Well, no, 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 really no. When boring. has Singapore ever been exciting? Last year. When it rained. Yeah. First year. And Jolian Palmer finished sixth. Great year. Great year for him. First uh, year when Massa ripped his pit garage That was when I thought, apart. I really want to meet that guy. But then, <laughs> but then what else happened? Like, yeah, but I don't know. Singapore doesn't make great racing to my mind. There we go. I disagree. Okay, fine. It looks sexy under the lights. Sachi! So next year... When it's Stroll and Perez, who do you think the team are going to get behind? Is it going to be Perez, who forced the team into administration, or Stroll, <laughs> whose daddy bought the team? Well, no, because Perez forced them into, into administration so that Stroll could buy the team. To save Perez yeah, saved yeah. the team. He's, the, he's not the villain here, he's the saviour. Yeah, and now Ocon is out of a drive. So You've got to be cruel to be kind. Yeah, Fuck but Ocon's Perez. going to be in the Mercedes the, imminently. Next year, do you think? Nah, not next year. Oh, really? Do you think? Oh, you think sooner? No, 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 no. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think sooner. I think you were. One of you said last week that you don't think Mercedes. I think it's you. Mercedes aren't the kind of team that are going to sack Bottas halfway through. I would be surprised. So, and I even though they should. Agreed. Bottas has had a. He's been. This is probably his worst season. Yeah, and he has said that himself. To be fair, but uh, yeah. So Ocon's gone, but oh well. Russia was. uh, Russia was rubbish. Yeah, Yeah. Oh, that doesn't quite rhyme. Um. Hang on. Was this was this another uh, Vettel must win? Was oh, Russia... this was the start of suddenly Mercedes are back. They've been neck and neck with Ferrari, but then Russia, Japan. It's true. What we haven't yeah. said. So in Belgium, Singapore, Russia, Japan, they all just wiped the Because in Belgium, Ferrari bought this super fast update. And everyone went, "Oh shit, it's on!" And then somehow, well, they kept tissing it up, didn't they? They, they did it again in Singapore. Yeah. They, they did the stupid pit call and then immediately Ferrari was like no this isn't going to work the tyres aren't going to last and so they didn't so it was once again it was it was Ferrari fucking up the, the calls no but there was that whole it was all a bit weird because there was talk of oh they've got this special engine mode and then oh it's been banned or has it been banned but it hasn't really been banned but suddenly they're slow and oh, then suddenly this... they were quick again at the end of the year was this when the sensors the extra yeah, sensor the sensor was discovered we haven't here. talked about Marchioni being not alive anymore oh yes no he'd um, passed he away he is no longer alive uh, and... which, which created sort of political strife at the top of the organisation which kind of helped matters and it was a weird thing because at first it got the feeling of going well Ferrari they've got their year sorted they're doing really well but they did kind of fall apart after that in a way that goes it doesn't seem like that should have that much immediate effect, but it, it seemed to unleash something. Whatever he was holding together seemed to fall apart. I agree. You would think that the you know the chairman of the Fiat Chrysler group has more bigger things. That's right, more bigger things to worry about than you fishier know, fish to f- fish. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Than the uh, than the successes of the 
Formula One team. But he was actually quite, you know, not hands-on. I mean, Ferrari is the, frag- the flagship brand of FCA, and, and agreed, agreed. And they're a, they're not they're not like other car companies, really, are they? I mean, FCA generally, but Ferrari particularly. You know, he rules it with a he ruled it with with a bit of a rod of iron, and he was the sort of he was the guy. And then when the guy had gone, everyone was like, ah! "Who's the guy?" Yeah, lots Who's of people jostling now? for the guyness. One thing that happened in Russia was that both Toro Rossos had exactly the same accident at exactly the same time when their yeah. brakes failed. You remember KGB. that? They were going to the four. corner and they both locked up and spun off and then there was another angle. We were like, oh, there's another angle of the same crash. And it turned out that it was the other Toro yes. Rosso at exactly the same time. That was a bit weird. was a bit weird. That was about the only thing I can remember about the race. Hang on. Oh, was this... Potas was on pole again. Was this the race where he was told to move oh, yeah, over? Yeah, it was actually. Yeah. Oh, yes, it was, wasn't it? He was going to yeah, win Bottas his was only race ass. of his terrible season. He's his always been good there. Horribilious. Do, do you have sympathy for him? Not really. Well, should he have should he have acquiesced or should he have gone, no, I'm keeping this? He should have acquiesced. Well, it's up, to, it's up to him, but no, I have no issue have, with those team orders. No, He should have acquiesced because the team asked him to, but it's his fault he's in the position to be asked to, to, to be acquiescible. Yeah. Which is not... Wait. You're no. saying he'd thrown away his right to hang on to that lead yeah. by being shit earlier in the season. Yeah. yeah. I think Toto Wolff's uh, description of it was actually one of the few times where you go, I totally agree with this person, where he just kind of went something like, um, I'd rather be hated now. Where's the impression? I'd rather be hated now. <laughs> Where's the impression? <laughs> this, I, is, this is Phil. Phil is much... Hey. Oh yeah, Phil, you do. Phil is much better at it. I don't know what the what, what was the what was no, the no, saying. No, no, thing. I'd rather be hated now. <laughs> I'd rather be hated now than look foolish later. Than look foolish later. But he said it much pithier. I can't remember what he said. But the idea that if if Lewis had lost by those points, which in hindsight feels ridiculous because because Vettel lost it so points. badly. But if it had been that close, yeah. That was worth doing. And at the time, it wasn't sure, so it was definitely worth doing. But it was a bit of a kick. But, you I know, mean, whenever any driver is told to move over from winning a race, that's a kick in the teeth. It's yeah, I mean, it's not moment. Kvyat levels of kicking in the teeth, but it's it's sort of like, no, it's no. It's Coulthard levels. Sorry, you're not good enough to win. Yeah. <laughs> Even though you're winning, you're not allowed this win. It's world champion David Coulthard. Sorry, not world champion David Coulthard levels. Wow. Yeah, I went there. Bottas would not be world champion like David Coulthard. That's a bold claim. Thank you. Japan. What happened? Vettel again. Vettel up the inside of Verstappen. Oh, yes. A little bit of contact at Spoon at Curve. Spoo- uh, what? Spoon Curve. <laughs> and, uh, and Vettel was sent spinning. <laughs> what track were they driving around? Suzuka. <laughs> oh, that's difficult. Suzuka. <laughs> Suzuka. Yeah, that's tough. As a commentator, this feels like it could be a... Massive irritant. (laughs) (laughs) Vettel span, Hamilton won. Yes. uh, Alessandro Nanini won. (laughs) (laughs) After Prost and Senna collided at the chicane. And then Prost went undone. And Senna was just like to the little orange marshals, come on, push me forward. But when he went out... Massively racist. No, they were orange uniforms. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <Not their skin. laughs> Jesus Christ, Jack. <laughs> At one point, is any racial slur of Japanese, you're orange. 
Ayrton Senna missed the curb, missed the bollard on the way out. That's why he got disqualified. That's Terry Japan. From 2018, come on! Well, this was another, uh, It was, I think, one of the first, or maybe one of the 15th uh, must-win <laughs> races for Vettel. Um, where once again it was he had to win this to keep his championship hopes alive so obviously he started from 8th <laughs> and uh, then crashed into Verstappen and Spahn and uh, Hamilton absolutely breezed it oh hang on a minute wait a minute but no wait, wait a minute you wait a minute you why would they why, <laughs> why why did they start 8th was it was it a wet qualifying and they went out or it was dry but they went out on intermediates or something and they were all waiting at oh, the end of the pit they, lane didn't they fuck their tyre on intermediates and the track was like dry it was either that or the other way around they went out on intermediates in that kind of way of going look at us aren't we clever and everyone went what the fuck are you doing not raining and it was once again not just Vettel but Ferrari fucking it up but more importantly so hang on Japanese Grand Prix 1989 Prost. how old were you two again (laughs) I watched that (laughs) Like, I got up at four. I was nine years old. Why don't you understand up? that we're younger than you? Why every time? It's not our fault. Yeah. No, because like you said earlier on about being the youngest in the paddock and all this kind of stuff, I used to be the youngest of every group, and everyone used to be like, "Oh, you're so young," and I'd hate it because it's a really horrible thing to be told because you can't do anything about it and you can't change your age. But then when you get older, it's unbelievable that people are younger than you. No, it's not. Shouldn't be allowed. You never saw that live. Although there are now Formula One drivers who are 10 years younger than you guys. Yeah. Next question we're going to go to is from Jonathan Petrovic. Can we change McLaren's name to New Williams? Oh. I think we need to reserve judgment on this until we see how they do next year. No. No, we've no. been saying that for five years. No, 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 no. I no. mean, they've been promising a podium by... No, okay, yeah. no, 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 no. Let's answer this question literally. Would it make any sense for McLaren to be called <laughs> New Williams? No, it wouldn't. Can you imagine a future where you go, oh, and here comes the Williams, and here's the New Williams? Well, why are they called New Williams? Did Frank Williams buy a new team? No. Some cunt on a podcast said, oh, let's call it New Williams. No. No, I, Jonathan. No. You say that this what is a stupid name, idea. Yeah, it is Jonathan. Okay, good. You, you say this like it's the most ridiculous thing it would never ever happen, but let's not forget that there have been two Lotuses in the past. That was ridiculous. <laughs> when but it there were two teams called Lotus Renault, that was peak <laughs> Formula it One. Was. Pathetic ridiculous. It surely means that this is well in keeping with Formula One yeah. history. I mean, this I can't deny This is keeping the that. history and the heritage. I can't deny. Uh, I think we've turned it around. I think like it's a great idea. Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters. I would, yeah, I would like to. I would like to see what's Sorry, Claire Williams' you brother's two are name. Too young for the real Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no, we are ro- we are too 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 young for the misogynistic Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, 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 My apologies no. to the eighties. No, 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 no. So in nineteen eighty six, the Ghostbusters film came out. We all love it. Bill Murray, everything's amazing. Apart from the misogyny, the mis- it was quite sexist. <laughs> then, a cartoon came out called Ghostbusters that was different characters, different story, different everything. So then, the people who own the Ghostbusters franchise made a cartoon based on the characters from the film Ghostbusters, uh. but they called that the real Ghostbusters. So New Coke. Yeah, so when we were kids, there were two cartoons called Ghostbusters, one of which wasn't Ghostbusters. The same way that Top Cat used to be called Boss Cat only on the credits because there was a cat food in Britain called Top Cat and the BBC didn't want to be seen to be advertising a cat food. But even though the song clearly went Top Cat, the most immutable Top Cat, and then the 
the thing came up on the screen saying Boss Cat, which yeah. doesn't make any sense. Would should Force India next year be called the Old Jordan? No, they should be called Boss Cat. <laughs> <laughs> So breaking news as we record, what's making us feel quite a lot better about being drunk is the fact that we are watching the FIA gala in St. Petersburg, where Kimi Raikkonen looks like he's more drunk than, than most any of, us. of the world. Well, what the fuck honest. is it in St. Petersburg? Russia. Money, oh. probably. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, of course, or, it, or it changes every year. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, Russia is home to the best, to uh, what warfare. believe the fans believe is the best F1 driver of the year in Sergei Sorokin, as I'm sure you all saw. This popular fans <laughs> yeah. vote, Shit. Sorokin won. We've got the votes for our driver of the year thing. Oh, we'll do that, yeah. No, but I haven't looked at it. Oh, okay. That'll be a <laughs> grand unveil. Did you, did you set it up? Oh! I can't remember who I based it Should we do that now? On a very dodgy website, because I've downgraded our Squarespace from being expensive to semi-expensive, and we can't put anything on there this year. (laughs) So I had to use some dodgy-looking tweet. So uh, we'll see how many people actually voted. Whilst we wait for Terry to find out what the hell's going on, let's move on to Austin, USA. Oh, we're nearly there. What happened? I say we're nearly there. It's still four races from the end. Raikkonen won. That man, Raikkonen, got his first win. Yeah. Since the two, two, Since 2013, 2013, I think it was. Was it uh, for Lotus in Melbourne? Was it Melbourne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there we go. I love that man. Yeah. Do you? He's he finally proving that he's got enough to keep his Ferrari seat for next year. After he'd already been booted out of it. How many years in Ferrari since? Oh, well, he went return? away and came four, back. But four years on his return. Or Sounds more. about right. Uh, yeah, four years. Fourteen. You rejoined, four years, wasn't it? Four years, one win. Great. <clears throat> yeah. How the fuck is it at all? <laughs> How old is Raikkonen? Uh, I'm going to say 38. That's a guess. What was the, what Anyone was the else? How old is Raikkonen? Uh, he is, I believe he is slightly older than me, which would make him 38 Ancient. or 39. 38, yeah. What's this, what? <laughs> I mean, you've got the computer. I mean, I could look it up, but what's I was the, just what's hoping. the question? How old is Kimi Raikkonen? Yeah. He is 38. <laughs> 30, no, he's 37. He's 37. I think he's older than us, isn't he? No. Or is it I'm 39 in about a few weeks, so... I think he's older Careful, than me, sonny. but not as old as you. So, Austin, then. So, this is where Hamilton wrapped up his title. Well, this, who this was was a, who is the sexiest driver this year? Because we've not really discussed this this big this thing. An interesting point, actually. Brendan Hartley. Oh, really? Oh, I do. Yeah. Bold choice. Okay. <laughs> I mean, what do you think? I mean, then? you're probably the most well-qualified what, being a woman? to say. Well, I fancy think... it being a straight woman. We don't know that. Just because I fancy it. I think I'd go Ricardo. Would you? Oh. Now, interesting. That would be my number two. Yeah, I think... And if I was having to top <laughs> Gasly. <laughs> Gasly. Gasly is a, is, a, is a dark horse. If I was top... Bottom Ricardo, top Gasly. Oh, if you're right, okay, yeah. understood. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just pause to let everyone get that image in their head. <laughs> oh, all three. Oh, I straddle the Red Bull Driver program. <laughs> what, about, what, about, uh, what about of all time, Terry? Who's your number one of all time F1 driver? Oh, that's interesting, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> 
I like how you're trying to answer for him. That was a bit bizarre. <laughs> no, it's just. Uh, it's I think Jill Villeneuve was quite a looker. Really? Oh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. But how about you, Jack? Who's your number one F1 crush of all time? Of all time. Shockingly, I've never thought of it in my life. Ah, it's Julian Palmer. <laughs> oh, you I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's not a bad-looking chap. <laughs> so, uh, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> of this year's uh, grid, who would you um, have intercourse with? <laughs> <laughs> um. I mean, Ocon's quite cute, I'd say. Tall, he's tall he though, like, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean, like there's not man. more reason to get women in Formula One. It's so that men in podcasts can feel less what? awkward about so shagging them. So the reason to get women in Formula One is so we've got someone to objectify. Yes. That's your solution. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, someone else not to objectify. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying so hard <laughs> to objectify everybody. <laughs> For the record, Verstappen, no. Wow. I was gonna, I was gonna ask about him actually. Do you think he's a, you know, he's do you think a, he's quite? I've said this before, but it's high time to say it again. It looks as if his head was grown into a helmet. <laughs> In all fairness. <laughs> you know when you get those kind of weird Instagram videos that say, "How do you make this pear square?" Well, they grow it into a jar. That's what his face looks like. <laughs> like Joss put a helmet on him as a baby and his face like a head brace. His face fits the visor. When he hasn't got a helmet on, he looks weird. Where do you find these videos? <laughs> do you not get these videos? Just me? So Hamilton pitted under virtual no, safety car. No, no, no. <laughs> Which seemed like a curious decision at the time, and then Raikkonen ended up winning. Do you know what? I would say Hamilton. I'd have a good. I'd have a good go with. <laughs> You'd have a good go. Perez would last for ages. <laughs> and halfway through, you get Ocon at the door. Go, let me. <laughs> Mexico. Yay! So, what happened in Mexico? Hamilton won the title. Again, for the second year in a row. But for oh, the fifth time. America? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I we skipped over it. That's when we played which, what... Uh, it was another must-win race for Vettel. Hamilton made it difficult for him. Well, not made it difficult for himself, but Mercedes were not on form. Verstappen was very good. But it's a very weird quirk how most of Hamilton's championship-winning races have been weirdly lacklustre. I think I added it up. I think only two, two of the five, he's won the title by winning the race. Yeah, it's a good fact. It's an interesting quirk. He won, yeah, 2014, he won in Abu Dhabi, I think, by winning the race. And then 2015, he won in Austin by winning the race. But in 2008, he finished famously fifth. Fifth. Then last year, he finished famously Glock. ninth. Is that Glock? Sorry, it was Glock. And Jordan used to call him Tim O'Glock. Instead of Timo Glock. This is to go back to something that may or may not have been kept in in the first half. This is akin to my Obama following me. I was in a pub (laughs) in Woking with McLaren staff watching that race. Back in the previous guise of a Formula 1 podcast I used to do, we got invited by McLaren to watch the race in the pub in Guildford or Woking. Woking? Woking? Woking. Where Where all the people who don't go to the race... When you said that, I thought, oh, okay, well, they've asked him to the race. No, maybe they've asked him to go and watch it with the team in the garage. 
They've asked you to the pub. <laughs> yeah. Pub. Weirdly, no one else was there, but it was really <laughs> special day. No, and um, so all the people at the time who didn't stay in the factory, basically the people who made all the shit, who didn't have the job to do on the race day, went to this one pub to watch the race, and we were invited along with them, went along to watch it. That incredible scene, you know, the last lap, etc., all this kind of shit. I mean, you guys were about two years old then and what was weird watching it with those people is that their bonuses relied uh. entirely on what Hamilton did so when you think watching that race god it was exciting imagine sensing hundreds of thousands of pounds disappear from people's pockets on the last lap and then suddenly reappear because yeah. that was what it was like and they sprayed the champagne like I would never seen before. And I was so drunk, I nearly fell off <laughs> the platform onto the track at Woking Station. Wow. That's well, my we're, story. We're all very glad that you didn't. My random question uh, comes from James Kerr, and he asks Jack, oh. do you prefer F1 or Formula E? Oh. Which one pays more? Please explain your answer. Uh, Actually, which one does pay more? One is working for the BBC, so I think there's your answer. But oh, I love on. doing Formula One for the BBC. I love Formula One. Uh, so Formula E, you're not working for the BBC, you're working for Formula correct. E. Correct, yes. I'm doing their world feed, and then it gets played on the BBC. Clever. But it also gets played on double Fox whammy. in America. And Well, no, I don't get paid again by the BBC. Anyway, oh, let's not get bogged shame. down in that. <laughs> I, they're just, they are very different. I don't know, it sounds like a... Le Formula E, I can walk into any garage and go and speak to any engineer, any driver, blah, blah, blah. Formula One is very closed off. You don't feel quite as connected. You don't feel like you're part of it as much. But it's Formula One, and it's what I've been watching since I was six years old. I know That was a pretty decent answer. I know that I mock Formula E, but I think I've said in the past that I do think Formula E... I think Formula One was on a definite downturn before Liberty. I wonder, I wonder if they've pulled it back. I don't know where it's going to go in the future. At the moment, they're two different things, two different entities. It remains to see in time where they will be. And I genuinely don't know. And I genuinely want... I hope Formula 1 carries on because I love Formula 1 and I've always watched Formula 1. Do you think... Here's a, a quick question. Do you think Formula 1 should keep using internal combustion engines ad infinitum? <sighs> or will it ever become fully electrified? Uh, the problem is Formula E have, like, the ownership of electric single-season racing. So, oh, do they? Yeah. So nobody else can have an electric? No, for wow. 25 years, I think. What? Yeah. Clever. It's a fact. I'm sure that's a fact. Well, that's going to be interesting Facts. in 20 years when there are no more... Uh, exactly. So this is the... engine road cars. Exactly. So wow. it's very... This is what I mean. It's not as simple as, Oh, Formula 1 is going to die. Formula E is going to be great. Oh, no, I've changed my mind. There's actually a Was lot of me? politics to... Was that me? Uh, you can make your own assumptions. <laughs> That's going to mean there's that a lot I of assume there's everything a, is me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of politics to play out over the next like two decades. Well, not just we in know. that as well. If suddenly F1 has very little road relevancy, manufacturers are going to go. Hmm, see ya. But it'd be interesting because yeah. you know how now we're looking at 2021 for the new rules and this kind of stuff, and it's like you can imagine when. Well, VW have just announced they're not making any engine cars from 2024, 26, one of those, and that's quite soon. I would imagine they're going to be... Yeah, I think it's uh, an engine only, so they'll all be hybrids or okay. electrically. But they're stopping the development yeah. of their internal combustion engines. Like, anyway, let's not get bogged down in this, but it's a more of a political long-term thing than just which is better. I enjoy both. There you go. There's your question answered. 
Brazil. <laughs> Lewis Hamilton won the championship. Yeah. He'd already won the championship. Did, By coming really fifth. No, no, that was, two, that was 2008. <laughs> he came fifth <laughs> in the rain, but the last the, lap. But Lewis Hamilton did win the race again after winning the championship, which I don't believe he'd ever done before. But there was 2015 where he won the championship in Austin and then just didn't turn up for the last races. Yeah. yeah. And then last year he spun and shunted in Brazil qualifying, yeah. so he didn't win that one. And then well, in 2008 go. and 2000 whenever it was all the other years it was the year, last yeah. race of the season yeah they were last race so you can't yeah. yeah but this time he's been so good all season that he just kind of kept it going yeah even if he has taken his foot off the gas a bit he was still better than everybody else he's is ominous been for next year. And he, in the end he won he won more than half the races yeah imperious Hamilton yes it was there's a headline Abu Dhabi finally <laughs> double babu okay <laughs> what happened at Abu Dhabi um, Alonso went a bit crazy. He cheated. <laughs> Repeatedly. But what with that? So he just cut the chicane on the last like five laps. Or like, yeah. But what? He didn't cut them all. He only cut what? Like cut them all. Like Abu Dhabi is just a big chicane car park with a load of chicanes and excellent internet. Yeah. Very good facilities. Incredible. So yeah. So uh, Hamilton was Hamilton was really won. good. Alonso went mental. Everyone did donuts at the end. Bottas was limp. Fettel wasn't quite good enough again. Yeah. Oh, and Hulkenberg barrel rolled it into the fence. I mean, that was some classic Grosjean. I know it wasn't his fault. But it was nothing to do with Grosjean. I know, but like, that was just Grosjean being, been, <laughs> being in the neighbourhood. He's been involved in all the great crashes this year. That's it's him and Hartley have split it 50-50. Ericsson came along in Monza and ruined it with a great big crash. But the rest were all Grosjean and Hartley 50-50. Yeah. Hartley had I'm Silverstone, I'm ready. Spain and Canada... And Grosjean had Spain, Baku, great crash, and uh, and Abu Dhabi. There it's go. good to have a few crashes here and there, but thankfully nobody's been injured this year, which thankfully. is good. All of which brings us to the FF1S Driver of the Year Award 2018. <sighs> so, you may remember the last podcast, we recommended a driver each with the basic rule that... You two are going to pick someone semi-serious, I'll pick someone funny, and then I'll rig the result <laughs> to be the funny one. Well, I'm delighted to say that because of some weird Russian hacking link thing and the fact that I couldn't really put a good link up on Squarespace and I forgot to publicise it, we have had 88, 88 votes. <laughs> Sorry, 89 votes. I just voted. That's imp- I'm actually impressed with that figure. It's no, a lot less than no, last year. <laughs> Good. I'm really pleased to hear somebody listens to your podcast. And <laughs> Which means I an awful lot of people listen to the podcast and then didn't bother going to vote. No, they all oh, voted. So how's that, how's that pod aid going to work out? <laughs> We're going to make 85 pence. <laughs> Last year you didn't do it though. I had to choose it. Yeah, exactly. This is how this year we are organised. Yeah. We have 88 Jack Nichols. <laughs> so I told Jolien that he won this award. Oh, really? I said, oh, you won this award from this podcast, people. It's like, really? Yeah, you won the driver of the year? Really? I was like, yeah, I had to choose between you and Daniel Kofiad. And he went, mm, get the feeling this wasn't a serious award then. How dare Feel he? like they were kind of saying I'm bad. Yeah, yeah, no, that is that is what happened, yeah. There we go. And was he all right with it? Yeah, he's all right with it. He's all right with it. <laughs> so what about the driver of the year, though? Do you remember who you both nominated? Yes, I've uh, nominated Charlie Clerk. Charlie Clerk, yep. And you went for... Kimi Raikkonen. Kimi Raikkonen. And I went for Brendan 
the luck Hartley. Although I realised after I'd filled in the form, I spelt Hartley Hartlet. But I thought that kind of sums up how unlucky he is. <laughs> so I'm pleased to say the driver of the year in third place with 25% of the votes is Charlie Clark. Oh. In second place with 26% is Kimmy, what's his name? And the winner of this year's FF1S Sports. Was no! Actually not rigged. Actually, finally, the few people who bothered to vote got the joke. And so, the winner of the 2018 Sports Driver Personality of the Year is Brendan the Luck Hartlett. <laughs> and so oh, we will try brilliant. and get him a trophy before will he we? tops himself. The Danny Kvyat Memorial Trophy. Yeah. I feel that like if we'd have given Kavir that trophy, he wouldn't have a chance next year. So I feel that we did well by not giving him a trophy that might sink his confidence could, even further. Could Kavir become the first two-time winner? Depends on well, next year. Well, we don't know. Yeah. He is the first person with the chance to win it twice, which, in my mind, rules him out. <laughs> so that is it for the 2018 season. My thanks to Terry Saunders... Phil Tromans. You're welcome. <laughs> you, and Jack you're Nichols. welcome. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. Where can you buy merch, Terry? So, <laughs> it's got a bit tricky, but I can help you if you meet me outside the back of Dixon's on Tottenham Court Road and you've got cash only, then I can sell you a t shirt. But it has to be between the hours of six and eight. And if the manager's there, just walk on by. Good. Or on their website, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> FF1S.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. But Dixon's, we get more money because we have to pay the T-shirt company. Thanks for listening. See you next year. Ivy G. Grez. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Podcast Network.